Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Stanky signing in with my uh, sidekick, Smuts. Uh, the main kick, but uh, yeah, Smuts here. Coming Does at anybody you live. Fun of you because of your name? What what's wrong with my name? Are you, are you does anybody make fun of you for you know being Doctor Stanky? Well, considering that's not my real name, no. What? That's not your real name. What the? Fu- You've been lying to me this whole fucking time. Listen, Jesus Christ! Smudge. What you got for us today? All right, let's let's see here. So, oh, oh, this is this is good. This is good. Uh, Ukraine is fucking beating Russia's ass. This is like the fucking greatest thing. Like, I can't. I, I'm so fucking happy. Every single thing. I and, and maybe it's because I get my news sometimes from CNN or whatever. But it's it's looking like Russia's fucking bending over and having Ukraine fuck fuck Russia in the ass. You know, no, which is not. embarrassing. It's just so embarrassing. Like, Russia was supposed to take over Ukraine like the fucking Trojan horse. Like, that. that's what was my expectation. That's what everybody's expectation was. Because Russia's so fucking huge. And Russia's been, like, America's mortal enemy to, for, for a long fucking time. Now, well, now every single thing, like, Ukraine's fighting back. You know, Ukraine is this. First of all, like, well, well, temper, 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 temper. First of all, Ukraine is not going – the outcome is this. This is what the outcome is going to be. Everybody knows that the outcome is, is that Russia is going to keep Donetsk and Luhansk, and they're going to keep Crimea. They might even keep uh, Sevastopol and some of the other uh, cities along the Black Sea. Ukraine is never getting that territory back. And Zelensky knows that, but he just needs to pretend like he's going to keep fighting – and if honestly, if they're smart, they would. Didn't, say, didn't yeah. he say that there was eighty percent of uh, Russia, like Russia supporters in Donetsk or whatever, however the fuck you're supposed no, to No, I say said it. Crimea is like eighty percent. Um, and what is Russia. it in Donetsk or whatever? Uh, it's pretty high. If you look at um, if you look at a percentage of um, Russian speakers and Russian citizens, um, they're pretty much, you know. Uh, clustered around the border, which is Donetsk, Crimea, Luhansk. Um, and, you know, so look, Ukraine's never getting that territory back. If Zelensky, but Zelensky has to pretend like he's going to keep fighting. He's going to say he's going to get it back. It's not. It's just prolonging a war. It's no need. They should just tell Russia, you know what? Fine. Take the territory. We won't join NATO and move on with your life. I, I mean, it sounds it sounds as though you're trying to change the narrative. I, I, I mean, I thought that I mean, I thought the whole world understood that Putin was trying to fucking overtake Ukraine. You know, uh, you know, he. he, uh, he I think originally, originally, originally but, but he was not the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't, you know, and nobody understands why Putin did that. It made no sense um, because the Western Ukraine is. Very much Ukraine. It's very much mostly Ukrainian speakers, Ukrainian citizens. And, uh-huh. you know, even if he had somehow managed to take control of the thing, he would, you know, taking taking control as a country of one thing, occupying it when there's going to be a fierce 
you know, homegrown resistance is another thing. Occupation and winning a war are two different things. An occupation. Hey, hey Dr. Tiggy, I have a question to you. I have a question for you. Uh, do you think Peter the Great could have done it? Uh, I mean, that's, I, that's who Putin wants to be. Peter the fucking Great. And he's failing like a motherfucker right now. He doesn't have <laughs> shit. He has nothing. He got nothing. He was supposed to overtake Ukraine. Yet they had a Jewish, uh, a Jewish president or whatever, Zelensky. He, he's losing to uh, a Jew. I, I bet he fucking hates that. He, every single thing. And, and yes, I'm looking probably at biased news, right? They want Ukraine. But in the beginning, I just kept hearing about Russia taking this and that and that. Now Ukraine is fucking going the counteroffensive. They're fucking going at it. Well, Russia's one, I, first of all, I, look, here's what I tell everybody. I, I live in Russia. The, People don't want to believe this. They don't want to believe that the media in the United States and the West is as shitty and unhonest, non-truthful as the media in Russia. It's all propaganda. The shit you get in the West is propaganda. The shit you get in Russia is propaganda. There's, you know, people want to know there are the best place to get your news the most unbiased and Al Jazeera, most honest is Al Jazeera English, unless they are reporting on Qatar. If they're reporting on Qatar, it's all bullshit because Qatar owns Al Jazeera. So if you just, but I, I um, think that's dishonest. I think that's dishonest to say if you're comparing Russian Russian media to the United States. I just want to say this one thing: in Russian media. There was there was literally a law passed, like Putin passed a fucking law that said if you're saying if you're spreading anti-military thing, we can fucking we can send you to jail. I mean, like you're like like Putin Putin like people are fucking dying left and right. Whatever Putin wants. I, I mean, are you really trying to compare that media to the media oh, absolutely. here? Absolutely, like, absolutely. So people are dying here. People. It's, so, so it's just it's just a different it's just a different level of uh, mechanism of control. I mean, like. Yeah, like, is death... Okay, so is threatening death No, the mechanism of control is who who pays. Like, do you understand that all of those news media, you know that the the drug industry is like 90% of all advertisements on all of those news networks? It's just a different mechanism of control. Here, it's a different mechanism of control where they say, you're going to go to jail if you say that. On in, In the United States, it's Who's who's the one paying for the advertisement? I I get I get what you're saying, but I think it's more just like media in general is is not is is biased and it has all these other powers that are in control. But I mean, if you're if, if Look, someone's yeah, life yeah, is threatened, yeah. if, if someone's life yeah. is threatened or to go to jail for multiple years because of you know saying anti-military, we don't have that in the United States. Nobody's no, going but, to jail. For no, a, but anti-military rhetoric. But you have people that are holding the stockholders, and that are getting million-dollar uh, bonuses, trillion-dollar bonus. It's 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 just a different mechanism of control. The media is just as biased and dishonest as in Russia as it is in the United States. Both of them will tell outright lies when necessary, half truths when convenient, and if if the truth happens to coincide with what they want to say, they'll tell you the truth. Neither of them are honest. All of it's bullshit. They all lie. None of it's truthful. None of it gives you high. Now, there are a couple of places that are better news than other places. 
Um, there's this show called Democracy Now. Now that's on like it's on like an NPR radio. That's pretty good. Democracy Now. You can watch the PBS News Hour. You know that's better. Um, you can watch Alice's Here English. That's probably the best. Um, but you can't believe any of it. Okay, honestly, Russian journalist who staged TV protests over Ukraine invasion briefly detained, and she looks hot. Marina of East, well, I can't even say her last name. Like, I mean, like, how is the difference? Okay, this is a difference, right? Fear. That's the difference. Because if you fear your life, or you fear, just, just if you, if you're living in Russia and you're a media person. If I was a media person in Russia, I'd just be fucking pro-Russia because I don't want anybody, I, I, I'm not risking the, my life and the life of my, like, they're heroes for doing it, but that's fucking scary as fuck. I mean. But same in the United States where you think, you think if the, the the producers don't tell the the newscasters to say what they want to say, you think it's not all scripted, it's not triple edited, it's not you say this, tell these talking points. You think CNN is honest? No fucking way. No, you, you're, you're completely right. So look, you can get CNN fired. is just as CNN is just as dishonest as Fox News. Yeah. Just as dishonest. Uh, as, yes, it, absolutely they are. Okay, it's no, no, I'm not saying no to that. I, I, I understand what you mean by that, but. I, what I'm trying to say is, if you're a media person in the U.S. and you, you work at CNN or Fox News or whatever, your fear could be losing your job, right? If you're a media person in Russia, your fear will be losing your job and then getting detained or, or, or fucking getting killed. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that, that's the difference. Now, if you say that the, the bias is the same, sure. But but I'm saying to be I'm saying it's a, it's a, I'm saying it's a different mechanism of control, and all of them are dishonest. Don't believe any of them. That's you know Trump. People don't want you know I don't like Trump at all. But I will tell you, Trump is right about certain things. The media, you know, they're they're all liars. Don't trust any of them. They're all shit. There are shithole countries out there. I will give Trump credit where credit is due. Trump is not. Trump is right about some things. Now, so do you, okay, granted, do you think, I, I don't okay, like okay. the man. Who do you think is more? Who do you think is more biased? CNN, Fox News, or Trump? I mean, Trump's not a media organization, so I mean, I mean, you can. Everybody's a fucking media organization now. Trump, I mean, Trump is, Trump is a media. Look, organization. Is, is, Truth Social. I, uh, you're, if Trump, you're asking who do you me, think is more biased? Who do you think is more biased? I, I'm not going to say more biased. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to name I'll name to you who are the least biased sources that I know of. You can go to Democracy Now. That's a pretty good source. You can watch the PBS News Hour. That's a pretty decent source. You can watch Al Jazeera English. Okay, this is what I want to say. Trump, the the, the person that he like talks to the, the person ahead of Trump is himself, right? In CNN and Fox News, it's not controlled by one person. It's controlled by a bunch of people. And that's the difference. Trump, he will say whatever for himself. Fox News and CNN will say whatever for at least, you know, hundreds of people. However, if you think that they're controlled by hundreds of people, whatever. That's a huge fucking difference. So everything Trump says, you can already tell. It's like A to B to C. He's always in mean, the and he is himself. Trump's, so he's Trump's, saying something to help himself. CNN Trump's he, also Trump's one person. You can't compare one person to many different journalists. No, but I'm saying that the new he he what he says, his words that come out of his mouth, they're news. 
when he's saying that the media is fake news and they're all attacking me and the FBI, you know, raiding, it's all a, a huge conspiracy because they don't want me to, to run again. When he says all this stuff, he's saying that because he wants to run again and he wants to win and he wants well, to get look, more supporters to think that he's a victim, right? Well, so look, he let's, is, let's, let's, let's parse this. You can say it's partially true. Some of that's true. Yes. They did raid Trump because they don't want him to run again. That is true. But that's that not why they raided Trump. No, no, right. That's not the main reason. They're happy. That's a that's a side effect of it. They're happy that they could raid Trump because they don't want him to run again. I promise you, if they did want him to run again, they would not have raided him. They would have they would have they would have done it completely differently. So yes, they had a reason why they raided Mar-a-Lago. It was they had the classified. Yes, absolutely. But Trump is right. If you flip it the other way, they didn't. They, they, they don't want Trump to win again, so they were happy to make that raid on him. So, so you're saying, okay, so, the FBI, the FBI. It's like you, you're just overlooking but, but all the and balances of our fucking country. Flip, but, like, but flip I, it. If the FBI wanted Trump to run again, let's say they wanted him, they absolutely would not have raided Mar-a-Lago. They wouldn't have. Okay, and that's and, and I understand what you're saying, but that's a fucking conspiracy, and you, you better have the fucking information to prove it. Because well, I mean, I can't it, prove it. You can't it, prove it. Exactly, because... you can't prove it. You're a conspiracy. No, I, I, what, you, what you can prove is this. Trump had confidential fucking material. Yeah, secrets. they had, they had a reason. Sure, sure. sure. Yeah, and the absolutely. FBI was talking to him, to talking to him to get this information, and he pretty much gave them a couple papers, and just said, fuck you, I'm yeah. the fucking president. I can do whatever the fuck I want. When, when but here's, a, here's, here's an example. Let's talk about this. Um, the whole Hunter Biden laptop uh, story. That was a real story, and they all knew it was a real story. But guess what? They did not want it to be in the news. So the, the news media pretended like it was fake. Twitter took down posts of it. They banned people from talking about Hunter Biden laptop uh, story. And it comes out it was true. They all knew it was true, but they didn't want it to be in the news because they wanted Trump. They they did not want. They they would have done anything to make sure Trump did not get elected again, other than voting for Bernie Sanders. And what I mean by that is, I obviously I there's no proof of this, but I my inkling is that the Democratic establishment would have rather voted for Trump than let Bernie Sanders become president. So I, I think I understand what you're saying, but there's there's some dishonesty with it because, okay, so Mark Zuckerberg came out on the Joe Rogan podcast and he said that the FBI was reaching out to him to, to tell him to to not uh, promote this Hunter Biden story and to block all this stuff. That's not what FBI, that's not what the FBI did. The FBI routinely tells, tells people that there's some fake news coming out, and just to make sure that it doesn't come out. He didn't say so specifically that's not, the Hunter Biden. So that's not what talking about. We're talking about, like, Twitter uh, Twitter would block people and de-platform people who... No, so, no, 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 no. They, okay, they, they, yes, Twitter... So, okay, there, there's two different ways to promote this Hunter Biden laptop story, right? It was a true, it was a true story that should have been in the news. And let me tell you something. Let me tell yeah, you something. You can't, and I'm, I'm, I'm not judging Joe Biden. I promise you... Biden knew that shit was going on. I'm not saying he was involved, but at the very least, he was like, uh-huh, go ahead, Hunter. Let them. And I'm not saying he would have given favor to these companies, but I'm sure he goes, 
go ahead, Hunter. Let them at least believe that they will get access to me so you can get money. He knew that shit was going on, and he sold it, whether or not he got money from it. But he absolutely used it. And, and you know what? I'm not even blaming him because, you know what? I know all those motherfuckers are corrupt. So you have to start looking at levels of corruption. Do I think Joe Biden is corrupt? Yeah. Do I think Hunter Biden is corrupt? Yeah. Do I think they're doing illegal stuff? Every single, well, not every, I would say 99.99%. Well, no, what matters is because they're all fuckers, they all have a level of fuckery, they're all cheating, none of them are, none of them are honest people, they're all corrupt, so then you have to start looking at levels of corruption. Is Joe Biden, is Joe Biden on the level of corrupt that Trump is? Probably not. Yeah, no, I, it's probably, but it, it's 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 true. Like he's just not. Like uh, they're all pieces the, of shit. But the problem with the problem with the narrative, right? Say, talking about the Hunter Biden story and people getting banned for promoting it. People people were banned for promoting it in a certain way. There was like I mean like like it was an ongoing investigation, and people were the people who got banned, right? Were 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 posting a, the story that was just inaccurate. And and those same people were unbanned when you know like it wasn't it wasn't how they say it was. That's, sure, that's they, were unba- they were they were unbanned after the election was over. Look, the, the beyond, let's let's not parse it. Let's not. It's what it was that the that the, the liberal tech companies did not want to did not want to suppress information that they thought would hurt Biden's uh, hurt Biden's uh, chances to get reelected because they felt that no matter they felt that. The ends justified the means to make sure that Trump did not get elected again. Now I'm not, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna necessarily disagree. Maybe it was, maybe the ends did justify the means. I'm a person who sometimes say the ends do. Do you know who Let's John Paul Mac Isaac is? Do you know who John no. Paul Mac Isaac is? No. He was a fucking re- computer repair shop owner, right? Who, who fucking Hunter Biden went to the fucking repair shop to get his laptop repaired, and this fucking yeah. fucker started looking into his shit and reported it to the FBI. Like, what kind of free country is that? Like, I'm just saying, like, like you can fucking bring your laptop and have somebody fucking start looking. You're, you're at, I mean, that's just the most bizarre fucking shit. Well, and I mean, look, it to the FBI. What kind of but I mean, but, but what kind? Of, what kind of an idiot thinks that the repair people are not looking at your laptop? I mean, what kind of fucking moron keeps, you know... So how can you find should just I, throw away his laptop and get a new one? I mean, it's if I, if I, No, if I, if I have child pornography on my laptop and I take it to get... Yeah, he's going to see what's on there. And he called, I mean, like, you're an idiot if you think that I have all this sensitive material that they're not going to see it. And you're an idiot if you think that I'm Joe Biden's son and I got this con and that... that, that Somebody's not going to be interested in it for a presidential election. Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't even know how. I mean, only only a, only a only a crackhead would not realize that. Gee, uh, <laughs> well now I understand. <laughs> now we get it, right? Yeah. I mean, no, but okay. Look, does anybody really know what the fuck? Isn't it just nep- like nepotism? Isn't that like all it is? He got he no, got like millions of dollars from from you know Chinese companies or Russian companies or whatever. Because he, he yeah. worked on boards that he was like not really a part of, and yeah. he would never have gotten these connections without his dad. And his dad's trying to fucking like you know, like I, I mean, isn't it just cut and dry? Like I, I think it, yeah, it's just it's not a fucking big deal. It's well, look, it's it's corruption. 
and 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 our uh, our our government is so freaking corrupt that like it's 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 insane. So let me I'm gonna point something out. So I lived many years in Central Asia. Central Asia is super corrupt, right? Very corrupt. But here's the difference: the corruption they have in Central Asia is a um, is a uh, is a corruption that's for everybody. And what I mean by that is anybody at any level can engage in corruption and it benefits everybody. What I mean by that is if I'm a regular guy and I need some government document, I just walk into the government office and I tell the the, the, the jerk working at the counter, hey, I need this document, let me give you 20 bucks, and you get the document. So everybody can take advantage of corruption. It's available to everybody at all levels of the society. It's egalitarian corruption. In the United uh, States, here's what we've done. And it's not by design. They have created in the United States that it's not an egalitarian corruption. The only people that can engage in corruption are these fuckers that are in Congress, these people that are in the higher levels of power. So they've taken corruption. They've taken it away from all of the uh, all of the rest of society. Nobody else can engage. Only the fuckers that have the power that are in Congress, that are sheriffs, that are state senators, state congressmen, only these fuckers get to engage in corruption. And what they've done is, then they've tricked everybody to think that, oh, well, corruption's not really that big of an issue. It's not systemic. Well, it is. All of those, there's no, there is no way in hell on a $200,000 salary that Nancy Pelosi is worth $100 million. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, okay, yeah, that makes sense. it's not Democrat or Republican. It's all of them. They're all. I know. I know. But okay, something about the United States, right? We we say we're supposed to be like a free country, right? Everybody like so. So we have some kind of freedom involved. I just want to say the MacBook Pro that Hunter Biden left at a Delaware computer repair shop. I'm reading this up. Owned by um, John Paul Mac Isaac. The Mac Isaac obtained the laptop in April 2019. He asserted three years later that while he was copying individual files and, and folders from the laptop's hard drive to another device, he saw some content that was disturbing and then also raised some red flags. Why the fuck is he looking through? I mean, like, like why is he looking I mean, through all the things? If that's not what you're supposed to do. I mean, like, if you how do, how give your laptop to somebody, uh, why are they looking through all, all this shit? First of all, are you a computer repair guy? Were you there? Do you know? I mean, you, you, you're just talking bullshit. You don't know what it takes to compare. You don't know. If okay, so if you have photos, if, he talk, if you, have you don't know if he called Hunter Biden and said, you and your, if you have sensitive photos on your laptop of you and your girlfriend, you know, uh, whatever, like doing free stuff, right? Uh, like let's say you're naked or whatever. You you want some creepy fucking, uh, you know, you want some creepy guy looking at the photos and taking copies. No, and but shit? he, but he. But first of all, you don't. You, we don't know. We don't know what was wrong with the computer. We, we don't know. But called, it's, it's clear we don't, we don't know if he called Hunter Biden. I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends if he called Hunter. Say, oh, in order to fix your computer, uh, you know, I'm going to have to delete all these files. Do you have copies? Maybe he said, I don't have copies. And the guy said, oh, well, I have to copy them over here. We don't know. But okay, so you think in the contract, this guy said, oh, I like, like, I'm going to fix the computer. But I'm gonna look through all of your fucking shit. I think that I think that you're an idiot. You think that's I think okay? That I think that you're an idiot if you take your computer in and you don't think the motherfucker is gonna look through your files, whether it's okay or not. 
you're a moron. If you have sensitive information, if you got child pornography, you better delete it. If you got sensitive information, <laughs> you fucking delete it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, child pornography, that's the, like, obviously, but that's the most extreme fucking shit. Like, this is, no, like, it's not. Do you, uh, do you think that if you take your computer in to get it fixed, do you reasonably believe that the motherfucker is not going to look through your files? He is. He is. 100% he is. He's going to look, he's going to look for keys to cryptocurrency. He's going to look for child pornography. He's going to look for your banking information. He's going to look for all that shit. And even okay, if so he's not, no, but even if he's not, you have to take it on, you have to assume that he will. If you don't, then you must be a crackhead. You're, for you're not giving him out. the thing. Okay, listen. That's not in the act of fixing the laptop. You can't just because, if you're giving somebody to fix something, right? They're not supposed to use it. Like, let's say you fucking give somebody like a toothbrush like, to fix. That's, that's like, like, that's like, like and then they start using it. They start using it on themselves. Like that, that doesn't fucking make sense. Look, look. That's, that's like not saying, a part of the job. That's like saying to you, oh, smut. I. That's like if I I said smut. You know what? My mom, uh, I need you, my mom's going to be out of town. I need you to, uh, you know, to uh, house to her house for a couple of days. That's like me saying, oh, uh, me, me not knowing that you're going to go and start smelling her dirty underwear. You will. I mean, you just will. And I know okay, that. No, okay, let's say you're, you're getting a colonoscopy, you know, and they start, like, doing all that, like, you know, going up your ass to, to see the prostate and all that. And then afterwards, while while the guy is um, knocked out, you know, why don't why don't you just like look over, like why don't you fucking do uh, an oral exam or some other kind of thing? Because it's your, that's, that's that's your that's body, that's I can do whatever. I, I can. Look, look, that's like look when you are in when you go to a girl's house and you're in her bathroom, you use the bathroom. What are you gonna do? You're gonna look in her. You're gonna look inside of her her cabinet. You're gonna look at the good medication she has. You're going to look under there. You're going to smell her dirty underwear. You're going to go through her hamper. You might even take a pad. Okay. Oh, no, no, that's a good example. Okay, so you're going into the bathroom. The girl tells you this, because this is what Hunter Biden is like. Yeah, you have permission to fix my laptop. So I, you have permission to use my bathroom. You don't have permission to fucking go through my dirty underwear and then report it or sh- send pictures to all your friends. That's right, but you, you got it. And that's, yeah, not, that's, and that's her privacy. Her, or That's her it is. It is, but you gotta understand, she's an idiot if she doesn't protect herself. No, so she can she, do it. No, the creep attacked. can do so, it. The creep can so do right. it. The creep can do it. But he should be. The creep should be fucking like should be arrested for 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 sending a bunch of pictures of of the the, the, yeah. the underwear. But that's, that's, that's how point. it works. That's how this country. Yeah. They can do that. They I'm not saying. That, get I'm not saying it was okay. What I'm saying is that you got to understand that he will do this. Only a crackhead would leave sensitive information on a computer when his dad's running for president. Only a crackhead would do that. Okay, okay. So I agree. Okay, you know what? I will agree with you on that. It's fine that he looks through his shit, but because he looked through his shit, I think he should go to jail. Well, I'm not sure. Because I'm not I, I sure think that that should be illegal jailable. because he didn't have permission. He didn't have permission to look through those those documents. Well, he didn't. We, he was we don't permission know that. to fix the laptop. We don't. We don't know that. We don't know what the discussion. Yeah, but I doubt. I, okay, then I doubt a crackhead who has, uh, you know, like that kind of shit on his fucking laptop would want him looking through his shit. So he probably no, said, he, just fix it. 
Okay, so what person, okay, what person how many, goes to how many? A, a laptop store, no, 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 to get his laptop repaired, what person do you think would say, yeah, you can look through my shit? Why, why don't you give some critiques on the por- on the pornography that I have with my girlfriend? Why like, yeah, but, like maybe maybe one out of but any any nor- any normal person, any if you take your laptop and you get repair, repaired, you delete sensitive information. I mean, what kind of no. idiot leaves, leaves? No. Well, then you're stupid. What kind of it's an idiot leaves on your laptop? These are leaves his What kind of if an you idiot? You have a video with keys. you and your girlfriend, right? Or you and your wife? If you have a video of you of uh, some pornography. You know, why would you why would you prepare to delete it or to send it to something else? That's where it's stored on your laptop. You don't want some creepy well, guy looking be, through it. I don't think well, I give permission to look through it. It's not giving information. It's saying if you take your laptop in, you have to assume that that motherfucker is going to look at your information. That's the assumption. If there's something that's illegal, you should remove it. If it's something okay, that's so, no, no, that's like, okay. So let's say you have a lock. Um, you have a housekeeper come in, right? And you have a file cabinet that's locked in your house, and the person is, is cleaning up and then breaks into a file cabinet, looks at all your files, sees something bad, and reports it to the FBI. Do you, that's essentially what you're asking no, somebody to come and clean the clean clean the, the, well to, to no, dust well, the, the all, file cabinet, and then they unlock they unlock. If I if I give her the key, if I give her the if I say if I if I if I leave the key on my desk. When it says key to file cabinet, well, yeah, I gotta fucking assume that she's gonna open the file cabinet and look. And I'm an idiot if I leave the key on the desk and say, oh, okay, well, I'm just gonna leave, I'm just gonna leave all my, my, how many, let me ask you, how many pairs of dirty panties have you stolen over the years? <laughs> I've lost count. <laughs> but no, uh, I, you, I'm not fucking, cra- I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that shit, but. I, okay, like then maybe the housekeeper can go and look at the, the the files, but if she tells anybody, then that should be a crime. I mean, you know, maybe they should know, but they shouldn't. Like that should be a crime telling like telling people because if if that's the case, then it it makes sense. If if you First were to all, break into somebody's house and steal documents that might be le- illegal, right? Like I, I mean, First that, of all, that's a, let me tell you that precedent. that 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 computer guy, he's he's an idiot. Computer guy is an idiot. You know why? Because obviously, dumbass, he should have blackmailed. He should have blackmailed the bike. He should have said, "Look, crackhead, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expose all this information. Give me money," and he would have gotten paid. I mean, I, I like it, this guy is probably seen as a conservative hero, so he probably has some GoFundMe where he's getting like thousands of dollars. Like, like this, this other guy. Oh, that. This is this is the reality. People get famous. He can start a TikTok, like like okay, millions of people now know him. It's the same thing with that guy. I, I'm forgetting in in Kenosha, uh, that, that kid who fucking killed a bunch yeah. of people. Yeah, well, first of all, he's gonna be a millionaire. You know that, right? Well, I I doubt he's gonna be a millionaire, but he's hundred percent right gonna be. He spoke that, on Tucker Carlson. He's been he's literally out there. All he needs to get is a TikTok, and the first day he'll get two hundred thousand people. I guarantee, uh, and you can make uh, money that way. He's famous the, now, just the, like uh, John Paul Mac Isaac. They're famous. The narrative that that was anything but self-defense is a lie. That was absolutely self-defense, and that's why he got acquitted. Anybody with a brain that watched those videos can see that that was self-defense. Now you can argue. You can argue. Should have have he brought those uh, that weapon there? 
Was it illegal for him to be 17? Those are all different questions that you can ask whether or not he should have been prosecuted for other things. Sure. But those charges should have never been brought, at least the murder charges, and anybody, and, and, and the, 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 look, the left is just as dishonest as the right. They're all dishonest. Nobody wants to give it. Nobody wants to look at what the real deal okay, is. Okay, what, what, the cop that killed Brianna Taylor, was that self-defense? No. Well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's pretty similar, though. I mean, okay, when a cop no, goes not, unannounced, it knocks no, on the door, it's not and then Brianna, no. and let's say, okay, let's say somebody comes to the door with a gun, doesn't know that the cop is there. Right, the cop sees the person with the gun, and there's a, um, and that's a threat, right? So the cop shoots first to protect himself. No, I no, mean you can't do that. This you guy, this kid, this kid went to a, a went to maybe a, okay. So the the precedent is this: we we should have vigilantes in the street stopping riots because that's what because no. Yeah, no, I'm not. If no, you go and kill five people who are running after you, if you come with a fucking AK-47, right, to a to a riot with thousands of people running around like like crazy, you know, we should just have a van vigilante. Uh, what a, I'm like, saying is, if you want to, to go, what I'm saying is, if you want to, they didn't want, they did not want to charge him honestly. What I'm saying is, if they wanted to charge him and charge him, charge him with things that make sense, murder was not one of them. That was self defense. You bring a riot a gun to a riot. There are lots of people bring. So you charge him with something that you a reasonably a reasonable person can say, yeah, he might be guilty of that. Any reasonable person that looked at those videos can see that there was no way he was. But that the charging him with those murders wasn't. It wasn't about trying to get charges. It was politically motivated, politically motivated charges, trying to rile up the base, trying to virtue signal to these these woke these woke justice social justice warriors who, by the way, are just as sick and demented as the, the fucking right-wing people on the other side. They're all fucking twisted and demented. Both of them are a, a, a parasite on society. Dr. Dr. Stacey, this is, this is I, I, I'm 100% I think that, this, that I, could go, I could go to a riot anywhere and I could start flashing an AK-47 and I could entice somebody to run after me, and I could shoot them. That would be easy to do. That wouldn't even be, that would be easy. Like, I, I'm saying that precedent, you could do it, anybody could do this. And, and, that, and you know what will happen? I could become a millionaire doing that. I think you're missing. Do you I think, think that's messed up? Do you think that's justice? I, I think if you, I mean, if you take an AK-47 to riot and people start attacking you, and I kill them now, out of self-defense, and then it gets publicized, which it will, and I will, and I could become a millionaire. I do. I think you, I think you're not going to become a millionaire, but there are there are some times where it doesn't work, like like the idea that George Zimmerman was self-defense when he killed the Trayvon Martin. That's ridiculous because George Zimmerman went there and started a fight. You can't you can't like go and punch somebody in the face. And then kill them and say, well, that was self-defense. You can't do that. That's not self-defense. Yeah, I, no, I completely, I, I completely agree. But I'm saying it's such a bad precedent. Like, I, I mean, anybody who does, anybody can do what Kyle Rittenhouse did. No, anybody the bad can do that and make money from it. I mean, like, seriously, I, make I don't money think he's from making it. that much money from it. But that's not the bad precedent. What the problem is, is these 
these ideal these these ideologues that are trying the bad precedent was charging him with murder in the first place. They should have charged him with something else, something that's realistic, something that was realistic that he may have been guilty of and he may have been so you do, know, had do you know why he went guilty. to the riot? Do you know why he went to the riot? Because he wanted to protect the business like he wanted to protect the businesses, right? That weren't that's his. what it says, yeah. So he went there so he went there to try to protect. What is protecting? When there's if people are breaking in, you know how to protect? You shoot them. I mean, like I, I'm just saying, like like obviously the riot was was you know nobody should have rioted. I mean, I think it detracts from the protest, like what what BLM was all about, because it was the BLM protest, and there were anarchists there that were trying to fucking cause shit. Okay, and that's bad. But I understand, like, but like having some vigilante, like that's that's a recipe waiting to, for disaster. I so mean, there's it, probably. There's probably some laws that are against being a vigilante. I mean, like charge him with charge him with the the, the laws that he broke. So it's it's not it's not a failure. It's a failure of the ideologues that are making the charges. They should not have charged him with murder. They should have charged him with whatever else. If there's a law against being a vigilante, okay, charge him with that. Then you know what I'll say? Yeah, he's probably guilty of that. But when you look at that video, there was no way that any jury was ever going to convict him of murder. There is no way. Watch the video. And anybody anybody who did try and vote on a jury that would vote to convict him wasn't being honest. That means that they were just ideologues themselves. You look at the video and any honest person, there is no way that you could vote. That video, you have to vote to acquit based on the video. I mean, it's clear it was self-defense. Clear. Yeah, I, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at Kyle Ringhouse. He had like a $2 million bail that he got paid out. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, this is so fucking bad, man. Like, this, this, anybody could do this. And, and, and fucking. So why don't like, you go do it? a martyr. Huh? Why don't you go do it? That that yeah that is true because I don't want to fucking kill somebody like I so so any psychopath can fucking go and do that like uh, you know it's not me if one percent of people can do this it's just a bad president it, it's a recipe waiting for disaster I mean let's say the January sixth insurrection was happening right and somebody knew somebody wanted to protect something's uh, wrong with your capital. microphone all right can you hear me. Yeah, check your voice. It sounds weird. Okay, this this is what I'm saying. So it's January 6th. I know there's an insurrection about to happen. I come with an AK-47 and just wait. Just wait. These people are gonna come, and as soon as they start trying to get through the doors, right? I just start shooting them, and it's self-defense. No. Don't you think that's a fucking problem? No, that I mean, no. I think that uh, that you can't. No, that's not self-defense. How is it if they're coming? If they're fighting me to get through to the Capitol, you were trying to open trying, fire. Are you saying that you were on? You were on the no, because you're not. Because you, if you are, if you are a representative of the government, yes, those police had every right. Well, to start was was, uh, was was Kyle Rittenhouse a representative? For no, he came there to defend, uh, you know, anybody against the rioters. So I'm going to come to the Capitol to defend anybody against our country. Um, and they come uh, in, mean, and then they start, they start going after me because I'm trying to stop them from going into the I mean, the I'm going to tell, tell you right now, 
if there's a video where people are attacking and you kill them, you're, it's almost it's, it's, it's extremely unlikely that you'll ever get convicted of murder because people are going to see that video and they're going to see it's self-defense. Okay, so the, okay, so the, it's it's a recipe waiting for disaster. Uh, it, 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 like there's no way to look, there's no way to not look, see it that way. If I can do that, and then make money from it, I would I I will be able to make money from it. I will. Because if millions why don't people you? know, why like, don't you? Millions, I mean, your 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 business selling your mom's used dirty panties is not going well right now. It's no, but it's not about me. It's it's that there are there were there are a lot of people now that have an incentive to do it because they see. The I don't. Blueprint. I don't. I don't think many people are thinking like that. Now I want to talk about a different subject. Um, how long have you been living as an incel? Why don't you tell everybody what an incel is? Incel is when you can't fuck any bitches because no girls want you, and you become involuntary, involuntarily celibate. Oh, and, and and so it's a it's 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 just it's pretty much a branch of misogyny, where you want where the problem now is uh, that women are empowered and they can choose who they want to be with, rather than back in the day when they were forced to be with somebody. And so all of these, you know, people that can't fuck girls, they're mad because women are free. And that impedes on their freedom somehow. And and they and get groups like, and they, and they, they start they start blaming women, they start hating on women, they start sometimes even committing murder. It's women, um, but it's also it, liberalism. It, 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 it's, it's there's some a little bit deeper than that because they start hating the progressive ideology because empowered women are the are the problem for them, uh, you know? Because if they if they went back to before, to back in the day with arranged marriages and all this, they could they could have maybe what they want. Now they can't have what they want because women can choose. <laughs> so yes, it, it's pretty much what it is. And and liberalism is is about empowering women. And they hate feminism. They uh they they a lot of them hate Democrats. They they think that uh fem yeah feminists feminists like leading the charge of female equality the, the, and the, moving the away from traditional. Them. There's all these uh, online chat forums where they they console and they they hate women and they, they blame everybody else that they can't. It's a branch of conservatism. It is. Yeah, and it's a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile towards women. And men who are sexually active. Oh, so maybe I guess they don't like sexually active men either, because <laughs> no, they, they they don't like it. Uh, I think it's quite interesting. I think everybody should check it out. It's pretty interesting. There's some documentaries on incels that are um, uh, quite uh, interesting. Um, let's. Uh, how about we go through? I give a story uh, today. I'll give us talk about a story that I. So this story, um, it's a, I did some research in uh, India on, uh, they're called the Maudi. Well, they got a couple names. They're called Maudi or Naxalites or Maoists. But they are a um, an army, uh, uh, an army that's been fighting against the Indian government for about 70 years now. For 60 years, they've been fighting uh, 
a civil war against the Indian government. In like 1960, they started. And they quote-unquote follow Chinese Maoist ideology. Um, in uh, 2003, they had like 20,000 soldiers, and they controlled like 20 districts across the, like, you know, four or five of the Indian states. A decade later, in 2013, they had 60,000 soldiers, and they controlled 170 districts across 20 Indian states. So over a course of 10 years, they um, they controlled, they, they tripled the size of their army, and um, the, uh, you know, quintupled the size of the area they controlled. So we were doing some research on them. It's quite interesting. They call it the uh, the Invisible War because nobody talks about it, but this war has been going on for 60 years now. Um, the it's so there's like there's this like fucked up triangle that goes that's that's uh, that's part of this war. So there's this like conspiracy between local governments, mining operations, and the Maoists. So what happens is. The somebody, a timber operation or a mining operation or whoever, they find this, you know, this piece of land like, oh, look, there's a bunch of minerals there. We want to, uh, we want to, um, you know, we want to uh, mine there. Oh, unfortunately, there's people living there, so we can't mine. Ah, oh, that sucks. So the uh, the mining company goes to the local government is like, hey, we want to mine there. The local government's like, oh, we, we can't we can't mine there because there's villages there. So then the government they say, well, the local government because they want the money, they want the bribes. They reach out to the Maoists, the Maoist army, and the Maoists dress up as like capitalists or some false flag, and they come in and they burn down and burn off and run off all the villages all the villagers that live in that in that spot, right? They run them off mm -hmm. and burn their villages away. And then they say, oh, look at this corrupt, look at this corrupt local government. They burned off your village. They kicked you off the land so the mining companies could have it. Oh, that's pretty terrible. If, if we were in charge with our Chinese communist ideology, it wouldn't be like that. We're fighting for you. Come join us. So these, these guys, they don't know what's going on, so they believe it. Oh, so they go and join the Maoists. And it's this, like, fucking circular thing where the local governments want the Maoists. So it's a circular, like, cycle of corruption that keeps them going, right? Mm -hmm. So then what happens is once they burn them off, they kick out the villagers. The local government didn't do it, but now there's no more villagers. So now they can, they, they, the mining companies come back and say, oh, well, somebody burned them. There's no villages there anymore. Something happened in that village. Can we get the land? The government's like, well, there's no villages there. So sure, go ahead and mine the land. Oh, Alright, now the national government doesn't want this problem. Alright. Um, you know, we spoke to some generals high up in the military and the national government we were doing our research and they basically told us they're like, Look, we could end they told us like, look, what we what we have for decades now have proposed is to just fucking carpet bomb, bomb the sh carpet bomb the shit out of all of the areas where we know the Maoists are. We know where they are. We could like we could firebomb them like they did Dresden, 
That's what we wanted to do. We would end the war in like 24 hours. But the national government won't let them do that because the national government's afraid of uh, what kind of blowback would be if they freaking, you know, carpet bomb, <laughs> you know, 120 yeah. districts. Oh, so, yeah. um, so the, so they've been, they got this, this going on. So we, we decided, um, to, uh, we decided that what we wanted, we were in India working for this, uh, uh, this Indian university between this Indian university, and Norwegian university. And, uh, we decided, you know what, we're just going to go and like, uh, just try and we're just going to go and try and traipse through the jungle and see if we can find these Maoists and talk to them. It's pretty dangerous. Um, you know, yeah, that's like a bad fucking idea. But it, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, many journalists have tried to do this. Reporters have tried to do this. There were some Italian journalists who tried to do this. They actually uh, got taken hostage and they killed two of them. And, Finally, one of them got released. Uh, but, you know, we were able to find them and meet them and talk to them in a really short amount of time. And people were like, oh, my gosh, how did you, you do that? How were you able to accomplish this? And the answer is, um, and I'm not suggesting anybody, but if you don't give a shit and you throw all safety and precaution to the wind, it's amazing how quickly you can accomplish things. If you just don't give a shit about anything. And I say the reason why me and my colleague were both uh, not really in mentally in good places. Uh, both of his parents had just died, and uh, mm -hmm. you know I was going through a, a tough divorce at the time. They had just started, so both of us were like, "Fuck it," you know. Um, but so it was it was quite um, quite funny. Um, a lot of these areas where the Maoists are, they're um, they're restricted areas, so the foreigners are not allowed to go there because the government doesn't have any control. And um, it was quite funny. The uh, Indian government or the army was completely, like, inept. And what I mean by that is, like, they would have roadblocks set up. And we would just, like, we would walk, like, 20 meters down the road and, like, go around the roadblocks or um, – at one roadblock, um, we they had this roadblock set up, and they were checking passports and stuff. And like, um, we were like, "How are we gonna get?" So we got out. We had a taxi drop us off, and well, how are we gonna get through? And so I, I something I was watching, watching how are we gonna get through, and so they're checking passports and IDs and stuff. So I. We waited. So, if you can imagine, we waited till there was like a family, a family of like four or five or six people coming to get their IDs checked. And the, the army was so inept. What we did was imagine like the soldiers are checking, um, checking IDs, right? Or passports and stuff. But imagine there's the whole family there and there's two soldiers checking passports, right? We waited till there was a family. And when there was a family, we like, we like did a duck walk, like crouching walk behind the family that was in front of the soldiers checking the passports and we just like crouch walked behind them. Just like walk past the checkpoint. And we did that and that worked? Yeah, it worked. It was, it was, what, you, so they didn't even it. look 
No, they just like imagine like there's two soldiers there checking IDs, and there's a family of five people. So the two soldiers are standing in front of this family, right? So there's five of the family lined up. So we just like crouch down and like duck walk behind the family at the checkpoint, like past them. <laughs> I mean, I would just look at the color of your fucking skin and just be like, "Yo, you're not in this fucking family." I, I mean, but I don't know if they saw us. That's the thing. It's so. No, Weren't you like, taller than, like, like... Well, that's why we crouched. We crouched. Uh, uh-huh. Like, we crouched down. That's why I said we duck walked. We, like, crouched down. So uh, they, okay. Like, so imagine, like, you, if they're standing up, if you're walking, like, you duck down and walk lower. So, like, they couldn't see you because you're walking behind, a, a, like, a, a, a wall of five or six people. Oh, God. I mean, if I... I wish I had this some kind of video. dangerous as fuck, you know? You, you're going to, like, like... So we, we get to the... We get to this. This um, is like Indiana Jones kind of. So like, we had it. We had an informant who lived in a village, uh, like an like, informant. Uh, yeah, that's what they call an informant, like somebody who's like knows information. There was a there was a kid who we met, a college student who was from one of the villages where um, the Maoists controlled. So we met him in one of the larger like cities near the village where he lived. So we um. We we met him at the college, and then he was like, okay, go to this village and wait for me uh, a, a couple days. He's like, he'll meet us there, and he'll take us to his village. And the village was like where the Maoists controlled this area. And um, so we get to this, this slightly larger town. And um, let me let me, let me me say this. Like, India is disgusting, man. What a terrible, terrible northern India. What a terrible, awful place. I found nothing redeeming about anything in northern India. Nothing. Like, just... So so you were in a poor area, right? I mean, but, so, I mean, yeah. But so, we're in this village. Yeah, we were doing some research. Poor areas can be, you know, I mean... But uh, but that's not my point. So, we were in the area, and we were actually asking people about the Maoists, what they thought. And then, then one day, while we were waiting for this kid to the chief of police came and found us, and he was like, I'm the chief of police here. He's like, I know what you're doing. You're not allowed to be here. Foreigners aren't allowed to be here. You're asking too many questions. Uh, You know, he's like, I don't want you going and looking for the Maoists. Um, You know, and, um, you know, that's fine if you want to, like, you can hang out here for a couple days, but I don't want you going any farther. When you leave this town, you got to leave this area. And we were like, yeah, okay, sure, uh-huh, sure, okay, okay, yeah, right, okay. Like, knew it damn well we were going to keep going. So, um, then we, um, we, the, our informant came, he took us to um, his village, and here's the thing, we were there at a time, like, like about once every year, the Maoists, they come out of – they come out – so they, about every year they come out and they hold like a rally in these areas that control. They'll show off their soldiers. They'll show off their uh, – show off their, you know, their military strength, hold a rally just so everybody knows uh, who's in charge, knows that, you know, you, you can't speak out about us, don't, you know, give us – they collect their taxes that they're owed, so on and so forth. And they put it on display so it's not like a hidden thing. We – we're there for that, so we were able to 
Mrs. Malice and see their display of strength and talk to some of them um, at their like yearly rally in the forest. Um, and so we talked to some people. We didn't get, you know, they didn't because this was sort of an open thing. So like, and they do this to show people their strengths. So I don't think they were too concerned about having some foreigners there seeing that because that's like you know, the open show of strength, they want to show that, so we went to that, and then we, that night, uh, then we went back to this little tiny village, and the next morning, I was, like, sleeping, and sleeping on the floor in this terrible hut, and somebody, like, woke me up, and, like, like, handed me a cell phone, I was like, what, what's going on? So somebody just hands me a cell phone, and on the cell phone there's a guy who says speaks English. He says, uh, you know, I'm the I'm the head of the security of like the district or the state security, and um, you know, you, you guys, we knew you were in that other town, and the district security had told you not to go anywhere, don't go find the Maoists, <laughs> and you didn't listen, and you went to these villages. You're not supposed to be there, and you know what? You need to report immediately to the, um, you know, the the state like security office headquarters immediately because you're under arrest. I was like, I was like, what? I was like, he's like, yeah, you heard me. I was like, I was like, no. I was like, I said, I'm not gonna do that. I said, look, guy. I said. I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, why Why would I do that? I was like, you know that we've been avoiding you. We've been, like, going around your checkpoints. We don't want to talk to you. So I'm not going to voluntarily, like, report to your district police headquarters, which is, like, hours away in a car. I said, if you want to come arrest me, you obviously know exactly where I am. We'll wait here. Come and arrest us. Fine. We'll wait for you. And he said, he kept telling me I had to come there. And here's here's the thing. They weren't going to come. He, he didn't want to come arrest us because the police and the national authorities will not go to these areas. Because if they go, they will get killed and attacked. And they know it. And I know it, too. And he knew it. So I kept, like, asking him. I kept fucking with him. I kept, like, telling him, like, well, I kept telling him, is there some reason why you can't just come get us? Like, <laughs> is there some reason why you just couldn't come get us? And arrest us like normally you would arrest somebody. Uh, if you can give me some good reason, then I'd be happy to come to you. But you, you know, because I wanted to get him to admit to me that um, that uh, you know that he was they weren't going to come there. But he got tired of my bullshit. And he was like, "Give me back, give the phone back to the other guy." So I gave the phone back, and I guess he talked to the people who were in charge of the village, and they came to some agreement where they were going to force us to go to the uh, go to the uh, district police headquarters. And uh, so they, like, forced us. Here's the thing. It's really weird. Like, they were forcing us to go, but at the same time, they were trying to tell us that we had to pay for their gas. And, 
like hire them as a car oh my to like take us there. I mean, like I get it, like they're super poor and they don't have money for gas, but it's like the it's like the weirdest thing. Like they're like, no, you have to go with us, but also like we need you to agree on a price that you're gonna pay us to take you to the, the, the police headquarters, even though we're forcing you to go. Like, but we're not gonna rob you of your money, and you're gonna have to agree to pay us. And we're like, well. We were like, well, what if we're just going to refuse to pay you money? And it was really weird because they, it was funny because, like, these, these these elders or the people in charge were like, they were, like, confused themselves. They were like, wait a second. What if they refuse to pay us money? Well, are we going to take them there? And they were like, cause they were like <laughs> we're going to force you to go, but if you don't pay us, then we're not going to take you. But at the same time, we're going to force you to go. <laughs> so, so, so it was, like, really funny because, like, you could see, like, it was like Pong in their brain. Like it was boop, 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 boop. Like they couldn't like, they, like they couldn't like rectify these two divergent ideas. Like, wait a second, we're forcing him to go, but if he's going to refuse to pay us, we're not going to take him. What are we going to do? So it was, that was really amusing to me because because I I was watching it for like an hour. Like, in, you know, like when you see like some kind of baby like can't figure out something so simple and he's like so confused and he's just like going back and forth and he can't figure it out have you ever, have yeah. you ever seen that that's yeah, what this yeah. was like watching these guys i mean you can see their their wheels like going in their head and like you know it seems like I they mean, don't like, actually care to like take you to this place no they, they had to because they they came to some kind of deal with the police so they were they had to but they also were like, wait a second, how we don't have the money to do this. We can't. So they ultimately they took us, even though we we told them we're like we're not going to give you any money. And we just told them that because like we're not we're not monsters. Like I get that they were being forced to take us, and they don't have any money. So even though we were always planning on giving them money, because it's not their fault that we came to their village. It's not their fault that you know we did the things that we weren't supposed to do. So we didn't want them to, you know, they're so poor. We didn't want them to, to be out of, like, some really needed gas or money or whatever. So, and it wasn't really that much money they were asking us. It was, like, $20 or something, some minuscule amount of money. So even though we always knew that we were going to give them the money that we were asking, I think we gave them more than we were asking, we didn't let them know that. And we were like, fuck you. We're never giving you anything, you motherfuckers. Like, so we like we're fucking with them up until like the the, the very end when when we got there we we paid them and like I said we always knew that we were going to but it was just amusing to us to like to fuck with them so they uh they took stinky. Us, yeah. oh yeah no okay, continue so they took us to this like district police station a couple of hours in the car and I remember like. When we get there, this fat, like, milk dud looking motherfucker that was like, he looked like, the milk uh, duds. yeah, because that's what they look like. He looked like, imagine like a, uh, a caramel latte that was like the, the uh, Kool Aid man. A caramel, a caramel latte colored Kool Aid man that is, like, uh, waddling out of this district police chief. Like, 
And this is in India where there ain't no fucking fat ass motherfuckers like that in India. What that tells me is this was a corrupt mother. This was a corrupt fucking asshole. You don't get. You can't get that fat in India. You think you can get that fat in that desert? No way. This guy like waddles out and he waddles out. Says that he's like the um, district police chief. And he takes our passports. And uh, and uh, he takes us in the interrogation. He says he he like asks us what we were doing, and we were like we we were just like we didn't care. We were like, what are you doing? We're like, you know what we're doing. And it's like, well, I don't know what you're doing. I'm like, well, we were just like assholes to him. We wouldn't answer his questions, and we were like, figure it out. You know what we're doing. You told me on the phone. You know what we're doing. This and that. And they were like, "Why are you here?" And you know, the we did not like the guy who was in charge of the university we were working for. He's an mm-hmm. asshole. And we threw him under the bus. We were like, we were like the only thing we would tell him was like, call call the head of the university. He he's the one that okayed us doing uh, this research. He told us to go do it. This was his idea. We didn't even want to do this research, but he sent us out here, which is the complete opposite. The guy at the head of the university was like, do not do that. I want you to go do something else. Don't do that. But we threw this motherfucker under the bus. And we're like, call him up. He's going to give you all the answers. Like, So we were just like, we were just totally like, um, Abstinent with this district police chief, uh-huh. to- totally treating him with no respect, like uh, laughing at him, uh, you know, rolling our eyes at him, not giving him any answers. You're really playing with fire, you know. <laughs> no, look, we look. So, because because our experience was was that it was the, their security services are a joke. The whole Indian government's a joke. Like nothing serious. Like they can't do anything right. Nobody cares about anything. Super corrupt. Ultimately, um, this guy was like, this guy got tired of our bullshit, and he was like, fine. He um, he told the people that work for him. Ultimately, the decision was, um, he put some police officers with us. They drove us to the train station. They sat with us at the train station, and they made sure that we got on the train that would take us out of his state to the next state. His idea was, <laughs> I don't give, I just don't want this problem anymore. I'm just going to send him to the next state so I don't have this problem. And if you remember the story I, I uh, mentioned before was um, the – Oh, that train ride. Yeah, that's when that train ride, because they put us on the, like, the lowest... Oh, like, that was that train ride? Yeah, because if we were buying it for ourselves, we would have paid the $4 to get like in the first class sleeper pool. Like, they got our train tickets and they put us in the... <laughs> so maybe so, they thought that you were going to get suffocated to death, you know? So, um, now, um, and, and like, the universities were not happy with us at all. Um, at all, they were not happy with us. They, I mean, we essentially got fired. 
And oh, really? For doing that? Yeah, because they, I mean, granted, like, they didn't, you know, that probably caused a lot of trouble for them. Um, another minor note that I will say, I'm going to add another small little story here. Um, all, all along that trip, um, in India, there's something called the Sadhu people. I encourage all of our listeners to look up Sadhu, Sadhu people. Yeah, look them up. There are these, like, just this cult. And they, like, the cult, the Sadhu members, they all wear, like, orange robes. And, anyways, the cult, they convince people to join this cult, give away all their money, give everything they have to the cult, and to, like, just live on the street smoking hash and getting drunk all day and just being disgustingly dirty and, like, like hanging, like, you know, stretching their genitals and doing tricks with their penises. Like, you you look up, you'll see people like, like my kind of people. They, they'll hang cinder blocks from their penises, like, standing out there, just, like, swinging cinder blocks from their, their balls. Their balls are all stretched. And, like, begging for money and smoking hash and drinking beer on the street. And, like, so we heard about the Sadhu people. And I was, like, super interested. I'm like, what the fuck? How, how do they convince these people to do this? Like, they convince rich people to give up all their money. So we were in the place where the, the national headquarters for the Sadhu people are. And I was, like, I was so interested. I was, like, i got to figure out what the fuck is going on. So we went down there, and we met the guy who was in charge of the Sadhu temple. He was this British guy, British Indian guy. He had a British accent. He was obviously um, educated in England. And we started talking to him, and he, he told us he used to be a, an investment banker, and he had millions of pounds, uh, and, you know, his family in England, and they convinced him to give all of them. He sold his house, took all the money from his family, left them destitute, gave it all to the Sado people, and fucked off to India to, like, smoke hash and get drunk and beg on the streets while, like, hanging cinder blocks from his nuts. Right, <laughs> right, right, and I'm like, like I kept trying, I kept asking him, like, why would you do this? He never really gave me an answer. He kept giving, well, everybody has their own reasons why uh, they want to become sadhu and this and that, and like, he's giving us a tour of the temple, and um, this last part is the single most astonishing and confusing thing that I've ever seen or experienced in my life. I'm still like, I still don't understand. I'm still like in awe of this. So he's showing us their compound, which is like filled with sadhu people like smoking hash and like doing crazy shit with their penises. Like, it's really disgusting and dirty. And so he's giving us a tour and we go into a stairwell to go up to the second floor, and uh, I'm like, we turn to the stairwell, I'm like, what, what's that smell? Is this, it smells like shit. Like, look at my colleague, I'm like, you smell shit? He's like, yeah, I smell shit. I'm like, like, real shit, not just bad smell. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, we turn in there, and I, I look on the wall, and there's like, footprints of shit running up the wall and onto the ceiling. There's footprints of shit on the ceiling. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, 
like, man, I just thought the guy was like, yeah, I'm like, is that, is that footprints of shit on the ceiling? And he's like, uh, yeah. I'm like, what? How? What? Why? And he completely would not answer my question, why, what, or how, about the footprints on the ceiling. Shit footprints on the ceiling. <laughs> I'm still, like, I need to know why, how, and I mean, it still blows my mind. It's the single most thing I wish I had done more investigation to figure out what the fuck is going on there with the footprints of shit on the ceiling. Uh, one other note is that what is even crazier is this Sadhu Temple. They made money because this is the most disgusting, dirty place I've ever been in. Well, I mean, it's India, but really disgusting. And they actually had a contract where they supplied uh, school lunches to many of the elementary schools um, in the area. Wow. Jesus. So, uh, stay, stay away from India. It is a terrible place. Uh, do not go there. I cannot, I cannot give, if I could give zero stars on Yelp to Northern India, I would. But I mean, it, 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 I'm, I'm looking some of this shit up and it sounds like they're just a people of yogis, you know, spiritual people. I think that, I think that this country could be better off with some sadhus here. Uh, you think so? You know, like, yeah, I think so. I guess, uh, sadhu beacon, because, um, People, you know, there's a very, there's a big lack of spirituality here. So if you have just, I mean, if all homeless people were sadhus instead, I think that um, the U.S. would be a better place. There's some people, I mean, you know, you, if you were one, if you were one percent sadhu, right, you probably not be like taking shits on your feet and then trying to, you know, stamp on the. Do you, do you see any pictures about them stretching their genitals? Did you see any of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I see they have dreadlocks, jata. I, I, they also fuck a lot. So maybe the, the shit print has something to do with like a fuck room. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think that, I think that if someone were to be homeless, I think that uh, go, the Saudi route would be a good route to, to go to get to because you have a community, you're drinking beer and doing drugs. That's probably not heroin. I mean, I, I hope you know. No, uh, that's about cash. Yeah, so so it's it's not the work, and they're 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 beggars, but they're also trying to like, you know, have like rich people give their money to the poor. I, I it doesn't seem they seem like a very peaceful people, and they're dressed very colorfully. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of these pictures. Like they're so dirty. Did you see how dirty they are? I mean, no. I, I like. I, I don't know. The pictures that I see, they're just in orange colored clothes, like with some face paint and and like, you know, they have long no, they're, dreads. They're, they're super dirty. Well, While you know, I would say no, well, no. We're, we're just not. No, we're just clean. I mean, human beings have, have looked like that for thousands of years. I want you while you shower every Google, day. Google, uh, Google the dirtiest man alive. Just Google it. Oh shit! I found you, Doctor Stanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does it say about the dirtiest man alive? He's Iranian. Yep. Read what it says about him. 
He hasn't bathed in sixty-five years. In over sixty-five right. years. And and he lives he lives in a hole. He lives in a hole in out in the like in in the desert or forest. And and <laughs> his past his pastime. Does it say what his pastime is there? He eats porcupine meat. <laughs> yeah, he does eat porcupine meat. He loves cigarettes. Yeah, but that's not his pastime. What is it, jerking off? No, What's it says in there. His pastime, he likes to smoke animal shit. <laughs> oh, oh. Look, look. Like, I, I actually wouldn't say that our lives are better than his. Like, he's, <laughs> he's probably living his best life. You think so? You know? I mean, I think his life has meaning. He's probably, like, thinking about God all the time. Uh, actually, well, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's mentally ill. I, I mean, who, who really knows? I think that the crazy, weird Matrix life that we all live, like, is that more real than his life? Like, covered in shit? Um, or, like, uh, being a part of the Earth. No, I no, I no, I I see what you're saying. I would agree with you. Uh, I would agree. That living closer to nature is a better life than what we have in the West. There's no yeah, question we, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we There's have. No question we, about that. we create but, all of these problems. We we create but, all these problems in our head from from fucking crazy ass, uh, you know, shit. Where we we don't know when we feel bad, we can make all these different trains of thought to make. But us look how dirty worse. he is. You don't need to Yeah, but he's dirty. He's dirty. What, what does that even mean? He's covered in earth. He's no, covered man. in nature. He, has, he hasn't bathed in 60 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe that... Uh, but look, he's... How old is he? He's old as fuck. He's 83. So obviously, there's people that live to their 50s and they bathe every day. But he hasn't bathed in... 60 years. I know. He hasn't he bathed. Smokes, he, he smokes he animal lived, shit. Yes. He probably lives a more fulfilling life than 99% of people on this planet. You think that a, a stockbroker with millions of dollars is living a better life than this guy who's smoking shit? I, like, living in a hole? I, yeah, living in a hole. He's one with Earth. You don't know if that stockbroker is living every day in misery. Because he's trying to be like he's trying to fulfill this image that he had that is probably his father passed down to him and he'll never actually yeah see. there's there's something to be said about you know my my paradise is my paradise you know is like, it though is it though my paradise is my paradise I meaning that like that might be his paradise it does i mean yeah. His paradise is definitely not mine. Like, I think I would be miserable if I was... Uh, but I think that whatever your paradise is, uh, I think that this guy's paradise is better. And, and the reason why I would say that is because he's literally one with nature. He's more natural because we're animals, right? I wouldn't say that our consciousness and all of the, all of the fucking shit that we pump into our heads, like this, like that we information that we have, I don't think it it brings us farther away from ourselves. I would say, so this guy is literally one with the earth, where our paradise is fabricated from fucking factors that we pick up from other people, outside people. 
like it's just a ne- never-ending torture. It could be. I mean, you know? I don't want to judge him because, like, to tell you the truth, like, if somebody came to me like, "Hey, man, you can you can get some crazy ride if you smoke some some of this animal shit," I'd probably try it. <laughs> you know, when I was like twenty, um, I was I was at this uh, I, I was you were smoking party. animal shit. No, I was at some party, and uh, I found a bunch of pills on the floor. I was like, oh, floor, floor pills. I was like, floor pills. Fantastic. Right on. Let me let me pop those, and I, I just oh, like found a bunch of floor pills, and I, uh, not a bunch, I found them. I did more than once, I found some floor pills, and I was like, right on. Let's do it. One time, I just like crushed them up and snorted them. And um, it uh, just made, like, half my face numb. And uh, another time I found I found a five-milligram pill. Another time I just found a random five-milligram pill. I was like, fuck it. Let's snort it up. Because I found five milligrams. This is one of those tiny-ass pills, right? Like, what could it do to me? You know, it can't be good. So I crushed it up and snorted it. I got so fucked up off of it, like, 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 super fucked up off of it, like, ridiculously fucked up off of it, and I still I mean, don't know what like, it was. You must really believe it, that God has your back, like, you know, you're doing some dangerous fucking shit, and your justification for it is, you know, why not? Like, like, before you said this story, you said... Yeah, like I, you know, I was in a, a a bad place, so I just decided to like put my life in danger. It's like with this fucking suicide mission. Let's go to the Maoists and and try to ask them questions. And, and <laughs> you went on, you went on a tremendous adventure, but you know the cost is you uh, got fired from the university or whatever. I'm not saying that's the bad thing. I'm saying the bad thing was you put your life in danger. It's like anything that you, I like I guess like to experience. You like like to have that experience. You have to put your life in danger. But um, well, I, you know, um, the uh, I got offered a job. I got offered that? a job. Yeah, well, some organizations like, oh my gosh, you did so much in such a short amount of time. Like, uh, we want to give you a job. And I, I told them, I told them, um, I told them, I told them to fuck off because I was like. First, I was like, I laughed at them. I'm like, you think I'm going to come work at some organization that wanted to, um, it was trying to, um, for the state, an Indian state of Orissa. It's like one of the poorest Indian states trying to, an organization that wanted to try and uh, convince people to work within the system. Indian go to try and make state of Arisa better by using the political or the quote unquote democratic system they had there. And I told them, I told them, I, I laughed at them. I told them to fuck off. I was like, first of all, first of all, there's, I told them, this is what I told them. I said, first of all, there's no way you can pay me enough money to live in this fucking shithole. And they were insane. They're like, what, what do you mean? I'm like, because I told them, look, I was like, somebody might have enough money pay me to live in this shithole, but I know you don't have enough fucking money for me to live in this shithole, so fuck off. No way. Second, I told them that I don't believe that the 
that they were – I don't believe that India was a democracy and that if I worked for their organization, I would absolutely not be doing what they said. I told them I would be encouraging people to revolt against the blood-sucking parasite, which was the uh, the national government, because I told them there's no way their life uh, the people in the state of Arista will ever get better while they're – connected to that fucking parasite of a national government. Uh-huh. So I was like, I think I'm going to be you... telling people the opposite. So uh-huh. I don't fuck off. You're, I think that you I think that's something you hole. should work on is to be less honest. Because, because you, you just, you don't think any place has a democracy. Like, you, you see, you're surrounded just by chaos. You see a system no, uh, set in place and you're like, oh, that system is bullshit. Norway has one, Japan has one. There are places that have democracy. There are. Yeah, but you're not even attracted to those places. You you like to to, you like the chaos in systems, and you your job is to 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 talk about it, you know, or or experience it or whatever. You want that chaos. Um, I mean, I mean, the main thing was main thing was the money. They wanted to pay me like hundred dollars a month to live in like. Oh, I was like, get, oh, the, shit, like get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I'm like, I told the person, I'm like, I'm like, I asked him, I said, I mean, I hated India, so, and I wasn't, I wasn't in a good, I, I remember I asked the person, she was real incensed, I'm like, I said, do you know where you live? She's like, yeah, I'm like, have you looked around? I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, I said, I asked her, I was like, do you walk around with your eyes closed? Have you looked around? She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean, what do I mean? Like, walk outside, take a deep breath, see what you smell, see what you feel. No fucking way would I ever, no way, no fucking way. For $100 a month, get out of here, get out of here. You know, you, you just like, you're pretty much just saying, uh, it's like, oh, my, my quality of life in the United States is so much better than these, uh, these third world Oh, not third world. Like third world places, I guess. Uh, like, the quality of yeah. I mean, look, it's uh, look. Sure, it's relative. Like I would say to you, probably. Here's like, why? Why is it? Why does it smell like that? Because the government, it's it's because of socioeconomic issues. The government doesn't care about the poor people, and the government doesn't doesn't you know make them clean you know up to stuff. It, it, like that's why. Because they're poor people. If you're not in rich places. You're in poor places, and the and the people don't care as much, I guess, as cleaning it up. But but here's there's something to be That's said. Why it's here's like something that. to be said. We lived in a richer area. You know, the United States, like as a whole, like well, sure, there's some what? places that are poor. You know, but not like like the government makes sure these places are clean. Like we have, I, I don't know what it's called, but uh, like safety, health and safety standards. So here here's something I will say. Um, wherever I go, any place I live, I get the question I always get from everybody is, which is better, the shithole that I live in or the United States? Always that question. My answer uh-huh. to them always was, who am I? They're like, what do you mean, who am I? I'm like, who are you? Like, I don't understand the question. I said, well, are you some kind of like millionaire, billionaire, some rich guy? Well, then, yeah, the United States is better. Sure. Are you um, a single mother who lives in, like, Southside Chicago? Well, I would take a gander that a single mother that lives in Southside Chicago 
probably would in a second trade places with somebody living in the shithole that you're from. Why? Because there's gang there's no gang warfare where you are. So I understand you know, your point, but it, I understand your point, but um, I don't think you could. I think some of the worst places in the United States, unless unless you're going to um, a rich, a really rich area in India, you know, not the place that you would. No, describe. I, I, nobody I, I, would choose no, that. That's not true. I would, I I would guess to you that a single mother who's living in Southside Chicago, where the gang warfare and the crack epidemic is going on, and there's no schools and there's gangs, that they would trade places and go live in shit, Arisa, India. Why? Because it's safe. Yeah, they don't have a lot of. It smells like shit. It's hot. You know, there's roaches. But guess what? It's uh, you know, safety. You know, there's a way. There's a way. If you're a single mother living in South Chicago next to gang warfare or whatever, there's a way to help that situation. Or, or, Or I don't know. It it it's um. Some some people might try to find uh, like a like a man to to defend against that. I mean, that's the whole idea. All you single mothers in Southside Chicago, I think what Smuts is saying is that he's single and uh, he's looking. To, <laughs> he's looking to. No, I mean, I mean, or not, or not. But I'm saying that a part of the whole, you know, if you're a single mother, like, and you uh, you want a provider. Then you find a man who can defend you from that kind of stuff. And and where are you gonna find a man? Yeah, you look outside. They're there. I'm just saying that's just what they what people do. I mean, if you're a man, and if you but if you're a man in Chicago, right, you might be inclined to join a gang to protect yourself. So and so if you. Or, or maybe a single mother would want a man who's in the gang. Yeah, like, what? You know, there's ways I to think, protect yourself. I, I think that she would. Trade, or leave. I think that she would trade places with somebody in Arisa, India. I think that she would. Okay. For now, for for all, I'll tell you what. For all of the things that that I hated about Northern India, and I'm not disparaging the South because I think the South is much different, but in the North. Um, they almost had there, – there were very few, if any, redeeming qualities about the society at all. Very few. With the exception of one, one. I felt like there – now, to a man, I think it's different if you're a woman. There was an aversion to violence, not anywhere. Like, I was in the worst slums. I've never seen in my life. Um, I had some expensive camera equipment, and not once did I feel like anybody. I never felt ever that there was some kind of um, physical threat to physical person or something like that. Um, it's just you know, pickpocketers, right? Yeah, of course they're going to try and scam you. Um, they're going to try and scam you. Um, they're going to try and maybe pickpocket you. But never, ever, ever did I feel like there was so there is an aversion to violence, which is which is the only redeeming thing, and that's quite redeeming. But well, in India, they're they're Buddhist and Hindu, right? Uh, yeah. Those are the main 
religion. And Muslim, so I, like, I don't know much about Hinduism, but I know in uh, B- Buddhism, it's all about wanting less and uh, trying to find peace within ourselves. We're not really taught that in the United States. Unless not, you're, <laughs> it, we, unless we need to want more so we can compete with other Myanmar people. Buddhism. There's uh, in Myanmar. There's there's these uh, these these um, super ultra nationalist Buddhists who are all about killing uh, a non-Buddhist. Uh-huh. It's really weird. You don't you don't generally hear about like violent sects of Buddhists that are like that are like almost like Nazis going out I, and like lynching people and setting uh-huh. you know Muslims on fire. But in Myanmar. There are a couple of things, which shows that you can you can you can pull fuckery with any. Would you say that upward mobility in India is like lacking, like the 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 ability to be like in the the lower class to get even to the middle class or upper class? It's like almost impossible. I mean, I think it's probably very hard. There is um, so there's a whole class of people. Who, a lot of the places they have open sewage on the side of the road, like the sewage is like open runs down the side of the road, and they have a class of people which their job is to like shovel the shit out of these open sewers. That's their job. Jeez. And then and they get paid very little money, and then and then they, they and then then they, you know, you can imagine um, they're ostracized because. They're considered they're considered dirty. Yeah. So I mean, like, okay. So, so then, do you think that rich people are, are you know would promote Buddhism or to be at peace with the life that you have, so that you don't have anger towards the richer class? You you accept the place you are and you stay there, uh, so that they can keep on living their life. I mean, I don't know. All I know is like. If you are a shit shoveler, you have no upward mobility. You are ostracized. There is no other job you can take. Nobody will consider you for any. So other would job they be like the Untouchables? Is Untouchables still yeah. a thing now? Yeah, they're Untouchables. They're, they're dirty, and the reason why you can't get any other job because people are like, no way. You spent the last twenty years just. And and the thing is, the lower class would want to rebel. And maybe the reason why they're not rebelling is because there's been, like, for thousands of years, they, they, like, they've been trying to make sure that people know their place. And that's really bad. You know, like, they want these people, the rich people aren't living in dirt. Uh, they want these people to stay and be at peace with it and to teach to, to want less so that they, because wanting more will mean that they will overthrow uh, the government because they hate sure. the way things are. They they accept the way things are now, so they don't do that kind of shit. So it, it, it it's like any other place. It's like any well, other place trying like, to fucking say like to the people the, the not key, to the ask key, them. The key is this: you gotta keep people where they can barely keep their head above water, where they can. You wanna you if you wanna keep power, you gotta keep it where the most of the population is struggling so hard for 50, 60, 80 hours a week so they can barely make ends meet. So after 80 hours a week, they they got enough money to get some food on the table and, like, their kids have some shoes on their feet. 
then they're happy that they got food on the table, some shit, and they they don't have time to think about life being any other way. You but, don't want them to have Stacey, extra time. I, I just want to say when you when you describe a place as being like a shithole, right? It it it, it kind of makes you you think. Are you like because it's it's the poor people living in the in the dirtiest of places, right? And I think it's unfair to assume that they're the problem when there is enough money. It like like the the rich people want it to be this way. So yeah, I would say that they're the ones in power. So it's their fault. So no, I'll so tell you. The, I'll, I'll tell you the problem. The problem uh, is capitalism, Western liberalism, the World Bank, the IMF. Wait, wait. What do you want to say? Liberalism. What's this? Well, we don't have time to talk about that. I actually, we are gonna have to save that for the next time because I have an uh-huh. appointment I have to do in about four minutes. So uh, we can discuss this uh, next time. Got any? Um, do you have any final thoughts, Smut? Yeah, I, the the queen passed. We have a king now. Fuck that dusty old bitch. Oh my god! What? I. Uh... <laughs> Now ask me what I think about the king. What do you think of the king? Fuck that dusty old bitch. What, what, what's your problem with with uh? Yeah, what, what's what's your problem? Why why are you so angry? Dry vagina. <laughs> what did England do to you? When was the last time you think the queen fucked? Probably, I, I don't know. Like, if if the Queen of England came to you and was like, "Listen, Smut, I need you to fuck for freedom. I need to fuck right now. It's for freedom." Last week, you know what you okay? You know what you're doing right now? You're you're telling all our British listeners to fuck off. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what you say. People are sensitive about this. Go <laughs> stick a crump, stick a crumpet up your ass. You see, you're just one of those patriotic Americans that just want to shit on the cultures. You know, what, what would America be without George Washington? And where did George fuck. Washington... What, what was he born? He fuck. was born in England. Fuck that wooden tooth motherfucker. All right, we have to close it out here. I got an appointment. Uh, and if you have any complaints, uh, send them to Smuts. All right, everybody. Yes. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Good morning. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.